I think a huge step to resting guilt-free is to keep reminding yourself rest is not a luxury or a want, but rather a human need that doesn't need to be earned. Running your own business is stressful. Nah, it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to Her Holy Hustle Podcast, where we teach you to hustle with God so your business is run with His abilities and wisdom, not your own. I'm your host, Nyla Weave. I know what it's like to start a business and feel like a chicken with no head running around that farmyard. So stressed with marathon-long to-do lists and all the contradicting opinions of business gurus of what is best to do. But I also know what it's like to start seeing God as my business partner. What a difference doing business His way makes on both my sanity and success. I'm on a mission to redefine the word hustle. As Christians in business, we don't have to toil as the world does for success, but can hustle with God. A kind of hustle that is productive and peaceful. Where our businesses don't run us, we run them. Where we can clearly hear God's voice for business decisions. With Jesus as your CEO, you can do business full of spirit-led strategy that's effective and enjoyable. Stick around and you can expect solo episodes by me, but also some amazing interviews with other Christian entrepreneurs and how they include God into their business. Hear about things they learned the hard way, things they wish they would have been doing from day one, and their practical advice for you to keep him first, even in crazy busy seasons of life and business. Ready to learn and be encouraged? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back to Her Holy Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Nyla, and today we're going to talk about Sabbath. So my word for the 2022 year was actually Sabbath. I really wanted to learn how to rest, and I knew God wanted that for me too. So today's episode, I'm going to share some things that God has taught me now that we're over halfway through with 2022, and he's taught me a lot about Sabbath just in the months that have happened, and so I can't imagine what he's going to teach in the last six months of the year of 2022. I am an Enneagram 3, so super self-motivated, super ambitious, a goal crusher, you get the idea. Ambition, it's not bad. Scripture is clear, it's selfish ambition that is the problem. When I don't allow myself the gift and need of rest, it's because I'm trying to keep achieving things, accomplishing things, keep earning my worth by doing. But when I allow myself regular rest, I can actually use my ambitious personality for God's glory best. A rested child of God is a pretty productive and powerful thing. I'm able to use my sound mind better since I can think more clearly when I've practiced restful rhythms in my days and weeks that allow me to rest my body and my mind. Rest is a gift from God, as is work. Rest is not something you earn once you crush a workout or complete a to-do list. God made creation and then he rested, not because he needed rest himself, but to role model a balanced lifestyle to us. Jesus was a busy and important guy, yet he prioritized regular time resting with the Lord. So spend some time with God in the Word each morning. That's soul rest, the kind of rest we need and are designed to crave. Even two to five minutes is extremely beneficial reading the Bible. It will help you approach your day with His peace rather than your own hurry to do, 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 more, more, more. Rest with Him first thing, 
equals it's easier to rest later in the day. I love Mark 631 and I actually have a tattoo on my arm that says Mark 631 because I love it so much. It says, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. I love that. God's invitation for us to get some true deep soul rest when we spend some time solo with him in a quiet place. Rest, it's the highest form of trust you can give someone. Rest, it's a way to please God by stewarding your body and mind from Him kindly. I think a huge step to resting guilt-free is to keep reminding yourself rest is not a luxury or a want, but rather a human need that doesn't need to be earned. And it's actually okay to rest even if you aren't physically tired. Sometimes it's just nice to sit down and chill, enjoy a moment, even if you aren't completely spent already. I used to think I only needed rest when I got to that point, but rest is a gift we can enjoy for various reasons, not just because we're physically tired. So one, we can enjoy rest just for pure enjoyment. We can do restful activities. Two, we can rest to restore our tired bodies and minds. That is one of the reasons why we can rest or do rest. And three, we can also rest as protective measure as a preventative thing for burnout or even sickness. I heard a quote once that said that if you don't listen to the whispers that your body is giving you for rest now, then you're gonna have to listen when it's screaming at you because it's not doing well. I'll admit, I haven't really observed the Sabbath much of my life. Yeah, my family growing up, we went to church most Sundays and we did sometimes go out or have church family over for a meal post-church, but it wasn't labeled as Sabbath. I do see those components as being very Sabbath-y now, though, as I've been researching all about Sabbath this year. So I guess, though, even though we didn't call it a Sabbath or declare we were observing a full 24 hours of rest from work, we did, as a family, do restful things on Sundays. When God gave me the word Sabbath for the year, I went and researched Christian books on Sabbath. This action was inspired by an Instagram post my friend Caitlin had posted surrounding the theme of Christian words for the year. In that post, Caitlin wrote, I allowed the theme I felt God speak over my life during the year to guide my study of scripture, my focus, the growth opportunities I pursued, the books I read, and the spiritual disciplines I engaged in. And she asked at the end of her post, she said, How is God asking you to focus your heart, mind, energy, and resources this year? Ask him to give you a theme or a verse to guide you on your journey this year. He loves to give guidance. After reading her Instagram post, I carefully picked out a few Christian books on rest, a few devotions on rest, and a few podcasts on the topic as well. I didn't want to buy a bunch, though, because information overload can lead to not taking any action at all because you're so overwhelmed. So I selected just a few to study. I also looked up many scriptures on the topic of rest and Sabbath. Simply by googling, Bible verses about rest or Bible verses about Sabbath. Then I prayerfully chewed on those verses and I wrote what I learned from them in a notebook. I'm still not perfect at taking a Sabbath, but I'm loads better than I was before the start of this year. I think it's something that can take time to fully embrace to make a habit, especially in the culture that we live in that promotes and praises busyness. It can be hard. It can be countercultural to take a Sabbath. It can even be countercultural within the church because a lot of people aren't taking a full 24 hours of rest from work. So it's hard. I started slowly, simply asking God to show me how I could simplify the tasks I had to do on Sundays. So I started preparing for a Sabbath, like I read about those in the Bible doing. They would do a little extra work the day before Sabbath so they could be okay to do less on the Sabbath. 
So I'd pack my husband's lunch for Monday on Saturday instead of on Sunday. If possible, I tried to tidy the house on Saturday so it made resting in our home easier on Sunday. It's hard to rest from work when you see a pile of dirty dishes and unfolded laundry mountains all around you. We also found some simple but fun suppers for Sundays like popcorn and fruit smoothies. I love having that. Popcorn and smoothies for supper. Love those. Love that combination. Or we'd have leftovers. And I used to not be a big fan of always eating out on Sundays for lunch, but I'm learning to view it as a way to act more restful with meals on Sabbath. Yeah, we could eat for less money at home, but we're able to not have to do as much work around food by going out after church. And we also get to spend time with any family that joined us for a meal at Subway or a burrito place or wherever we went. And then FYI, a Sabbath can be any day of the week that it works best for you. It doesn't have to be on a Sunday. Back in Bible days, they observed it on the Saturday. I was listening to a podcast about Sabbath called Fight, Hustle, and Hurry. John Mark Comer and Jefferson Bethke, they host it. I don't know if I said the last dude's name right. I don't think I did. I'll link the podcast in the show notes as it was a life-changing podcast actually on the topic of rest. Even if you've already read the books based off of this short podcast series, they still have a lot of new insights and information that they share in the podcast that wasn't in their books. And I've read both of those books that the podcast series is based off of. On one episode all about Sabbath, Jefferson relates taking a Sabbath to being like Christmas. It's something he looks forward to. It's like a holiday. But instead of coming around once a year, it comes around every week. And like Christmas, where different families have different traditions associated with that holiday, he said Sabbath can be like that for different people too. I found myself praying after I heard that. Lord, help me to identify the traditions you want me personally to have with a Sabbath. The other podcast host, John Mark, he shared that he lives off the effects of the Sabbath all week. And I love that concept. He said when he had just come out of a Sabbath... He can tackle struggles Monday to Wednesday from the restoration and peace he received from taking a Sabbath. And then come the rest of the work week, he can hang on knowing his rest day is so close. These dudes, they dedicate a full 24 hours to rest and they take their Sabbaths on Saturday is what I learned from listening to the podcast. They have different sections to their Sabbaths too. They do some solo time, they have some family time, some time with God and sometimes some social time with others. I enjoyed hearing about how they Sabbath as a family and how they talked about it as a beautiful thing, not a burden, but a blessing. John Mark's family celebrates the start of a Sabbath by making a giant chocolate chip cookie in a cast iron pan, and then they top it with ice cream while it's still hot. And Jefferson's family, he has parts of the day where they go for solo walks or where they go to the park as a family. And I just really liked hearing how they practically Sabbath in our day and age. I thought it was really cool. And I think both of them said they put their phones away for most of the Sabbath as well and took a tech break as well. Anyway, so I highly recommend the book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer and To Hell with the Hustle book by the other podcast host Jefferson Bethke, or however you say his last name. They're very good books when you're desiring to learn to rest. And I'll link them below in the show notes. And if you can, I would really recommend getting the audiobooks. That is how I listened to both of those books was on audio and it was so healing to my relationship to rest to hear these two guys talk about it with 
appreciative, respective, and honoring tone. So the tone of their voice was just really healing. So I would listen to the audiobook if that's your thing and if you have access to get it on audio. I heard another podcaster, Caroline Harries from Cupful of Hope podcast. I heard her say on an episode about Sabbath that she did on her podcast. And you can find her on Instagram at Trusting in Due Time. She has some awesome stuff. And she's actually been on the podcast too. And I think we talked about worship and a little bit about Sabbath. I'll try to remember to link that in the show notes as well. It was a really good conversation. But I remember in her podcast episode about Sabbath on her podcast, so not the one that she did on mine, um, I remember her saying that Sabbath is a good time for naps and sex. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So you guys, rest doesn't happen on accident. You really have to plan for it and carve time out for it. Pray that God would show you the great value of rest so that you can have an easier time prioritizing it. I want to read a section from a Devo that I'm currently reading about that's all about the topic of rest. So it's called 365 Devotions for Finding Rest and the author is Christina Vinson. And I've linked it in the show notes in case you're interested. August 2nd's Devo was titled A Day Well Spent and it really resonated with me. The last paragraph from that page read, Life isn't simply about producing. It's also about living for the Lord, loving Him and showing His love to others. Yes, God loves to see you use your talents and gifts, and He calls you to be a good steward of your resources and time. But He also desires your time and affection. And I love this part. This is the best, the last sentence. And if you choose to put the Lord first in your day, it will have been a day well spent, regardless of what else gets done so good. Isaiah 55 8, it tells us that God's thoughts are not like ours. This year, I've been praying that God would heal my relationship with rest, and I encourage you to pray the same thing and watch him get to work changing your mindsets and thoughts about rest so it aligns more with his thoughts about rest. When we tithe, it's a statement you are making that you're trusting God and not your money. You are declaring by that action of tithing that money is not your idol or master, but rather that you trust God to meet all your financial needs. I actually have a whole episode about that, how tithing grew my income for my business, how as soon as we started tithing on my business, how I got a lot of more revenue coming in, like a lot. And I'm going to link that episode below. It's all about tithing. So why do I bring up tithing if this is a Sabbath episode? Well, I think it's the same thing with Sabbath as it is with tithing. You're making a statement. When we rest and give God a large amount of time to rest, we are declaring we trust him to supernaturally help us get things done rather than our own human flesh. We can take time off peacefully knowing somehow he will help us get all of our needs done. It's not up to us to know the how, it's just to trust him that he will help us. When panic starts to set in on days I didn't get to clean my house before a Sunday and I keep walking by dirty piles of dishes and I open my work email and I see all the work that needs to be done on Monday and I'm tempted to make a dent in it today when I'm trying to Sabbath, I remind myself something that a pastor once said. He said, I have all the time I need to get everything done with much time left over. He would speak that over himself when he saw his list and he thought, there's no way that I can get this done. It has to supernaturally get done with God's help. And so I've memorized that statement that he says that he speaks over himself. I have all the time I need to get everything done with much time left over. I just love that. And you can borrow that too. 
So friends, trust God to get the crucial stuff done in a week. Maybe by resting regularly each day and taking a Sabbath one day a week, maybe you don't get all the quote-unquote nice-to-get-done things done on your to-do list, but you will get all the essentials done. Pray that God would reveal to you what is a need and what is just a, well, that would be nice to get crossed off the list, but it's not necessary. So yes, sometimes when I'm trying to rest on a Sabbath, I do have to practice ignoring the mess and things to do around me. In an ideal world, I always have cleaned my house before a Sabbath, but it just doesn't always work because I'm not perfect and that's okay that I'm not perfect. I tell myself in those moments, Nyla, you'll regret not resting when you've had the opportunity to do so in a larger chunk. I picture my Monday self and I know that's true. I've regretted not resting on the weekend, but when I do rest on a weekend, I feel so much more refreshed come Monday. We really do thrive when we rest and Sabbath regularly. That's how God designed humans to function. I was a guest on a podcast a while back and we talk about how to rest intuitively. You know that I am actually a Christian intuitive eating coach, and so this topic was a fun one to share strategies how to be intuitive with your body and mind for specifically rest. And man, these show notes have so many links for this episode, but I'll add that podcast episode to the lineup too. I want to equip you guys with tools and resources that have been really helpful in my own life when learning to embrace rest. And so that's why we're going to have a mega long show notes for this episode. Fun fact, it's neat that I'm sharing this podcast episode with you that I'm linking in the show notes on intuitive rest. At the time that we recorded that episode, I was just a guest on her podcast, but now I actually work for her. I'm her podcast assistant for that podcast. And so I help promote her podcast on social media and do things like that. And so it's cool to be a part of promoting a podcast that was so fun to be a guest on, but I just so align with a lot. So just a little fun tidbit there. Have you ever noticed that honoring the Sabbath is part of the Ten Commandments? It's right up there next to don't commit adultery and don't murder. It's kind of a big deal, and we kind of take it lightly in this day and age as almost like it's a suggestion rather than a commandment. And we're really missing out on some awesome Sabbath blessings if we don't engage in it. Jesus tells us in Galatians 5:14, it says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So we have the Ten Commandments, but we can actually fulfill all of those commandments if we simply love. Because you're not going to murder someone if you're loving them. You're not going to commit adultery if you're choosing to love. And I really think that a way to love people is to rest yourself. When you're rested, you're able to bring about that 1 Corinthians 13 kind of love a lot better than when you're exhausted. So I really do think rest is important and it's part of fulfilling that one commandment that God says will fulfill all the other ones. And to love others, part of that includes making sure that you're rested. Again, I want to read another post from my friend Caitlin, who you can find her work under the Instagram handle Stand Secure, and I'm going to link that below. I think she shared some super practical mindsets and habits to have with rest, so I'm going to share that post. So she says, she starts off her post with Genesis 2-2. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And then she wrote, God shows us how to live as citizens of his kingdom by inviting us to rest. Practically, what can that look like no matter what season we are in? One, 
Choose a day to rest. Pick a day that works for you to have some intentional time of rest. Two, choose a time block. It doesn't need to be a full day, but set aside some time to pull away. Three, rest your body and mind. Let your brain and your body experience a reset. They're both important. Four, drop your productivity. Let your to-do list, your plans, and projects sit. Five, plan your rest time. What will you do during it? Walk, take a bubble bath, read, make a plan ahead of time what you're going to do. Six, prepare for it. Do what needs to be done ahead of time so you can pause for a day. Seven, connect with Jesus. Do something that connects you to God's heart, whatever that is for you, whether it's listening to music, journaling, reading, listening to a podcast, or skating, connect with him. Resting and connecting with God is part of your purpose on the planet and necessary for God to unfold his plans and purposes through you. Oh man, I'm going to read that last line of her post again. It's golden. Resting and connecting with God is a part of your purpose on the planet and necessary for God to unfold his plans and purposes through you. So good, right? Rest doesn't keep us from doing important things. No, it actually allows us to walk in our God-given purpose and is necessary to live enjoyable and fruitful lives. Two devotions I'm loving reading a page from each day have been helping me see rest as such a good thing, that nothing disastrous happens if my to-do list doesn't get all done. These devotionals are helping me value time with God in the morning in the quiet and how resting in his presence fills my cup so then I have something to pour into work and loved ones later. You can't pour from a cup that didn't first get filled with Jesus. I'm going to link the two devotionals below. So today we are talking about rest, but we're also talking about Sabbath. So I'm talking about rest in different ways, but they, they tie in together. Moral of this podcast episode, though, on Sabbath, I'm still on the journey of learning how to do it joyfully. And honestly, maybe that's not even the goal. I don't always want to read my Bible, yet I do it because I know God wants me to, and it's so good for me, and the Bible outlines lots of blessings that come from doing it. So maybe the spiritual discipline of Sabbath is like that, too. You do it even when you don't want to, even if it's still a little hard to rest. I think we should intentionally include something restful each day in our days. If we can first thing and last thing even better, bookend our days with something restful. Even a few minutes of doing something restful can feel so good. But I also think there's a great blessing, and I know there is because the Bible says there is, that comes from taking larger chunks of rest like a whole day off to Sabbath. I used to work on the weekends and now I rarely do. I needed to have a few days where my mind didn't have to think about projects or tasks for clients. And it's really restful to have a day to not have to think about that. I try to remind myself that my business partner, God, is still busy working on my business when I rest. My business is in very capable hands and I can rest knowing he is still working away with quality work while I rest. When I can't rest, I I see that as a sign that I'm actually not trusting God. He can honestly do more with my six days of work with me rested than I could do in seven days not taking a break. First fruits matter to God. How we spend our mornings, our net intake, like our finances, and how we start out our weeks. There are blessings, again, that come to those who Sabbath, and you don't get to enjoy or experience those blessings if you don't rest or take that full Sabbath. Again, how you Sabbath might vary so much from person to person. I love walking outside and do that most days, including a day of rest. You'll still find me walking probably. But other people I know, they don't like walking and it feels like work rather than a restorative activity. 
So experiment and invite the Lord into crafting what a Sabbath looks like for you and your family, your personality, your preferences, and your lifestyle and season of life. Today, as I record this, it's actually a Sunday, and some restful things I did was sit with God in my Bible in the quiet hours before anyone else woke up. I had some unrushed time reading the Bible, and I reflected on the week and how it had gone. We went out for lunch with family for subs, and we had leftovers for supper. I had an invitation to go out in the evening, but I actually declined. I knew I needed some more downtime in order to go into my new work week refreshed. Yes, Sabbath can include being social with friends and family, but how much social time may depend on if you're extroverted or introverted like me. Again, what is restful varies from person to person. What feels like work varies from person to person. So instead of going out, I stayed home and I created some fun reels for my business because that sounded fun. And fun is restorative. Joyful things are restorative. Making your body be still, spending some time in stillness with your thoughts being still and your body being still, that's very restorative and restful. But so is doing an activity that is fun and joyful. That is actually another way to feel rested. Yes, Sabbath can be fun. Do you hate making reels? Then don't do them on a Sabbath. (laughs) Rest from things that feel like work to you and simplify the work things you have to do like meals. I still have to make my husband's lunch and I try to do it, like I said, on Saturdays, but if I don't, I try to pack something super easy like a ramen bowl. Nothing to cut or wash, but just place the prepared bowl and a spoon in his lunch kit. You can look for ways to make those tasks easier that you have to still do to take care of your family. And I encourage you to ask God for ideas on how to simplify those things that do need to get done on Sabbath. Usually we watch a sermon online on Sundays or we go to church, but weirdly today we didn't. Another key component of Sabbath is giving yourself extra space to worship and praise God. Think of it not as a, I have to get up early to go to church, but rather I get to go thank the one who takes care of me and always has my back. And I think when you're taking a Sabbath, it can make it easier to be tuned in to the pastor and get more into the worship when you're not thinking about your to-do list. You don't have much of a to-do list that day. Your to-do list is to worship God and spend time with family and rest. And so I think sometimes taking a Sabbath on a Sunday when you do go to church, it can help you engage more in church, if that makes sense. So again, still sort of a newbie Sabbather over here, but I'm learning and growing. Slow steps, small steps, they are still steps. (laughs) I want to rest a full 24 hours like those podcast hosts do regularly, but I'm not there yet. But I can get there. I know it. God would love to help me get there, and he would love to help you too. Remember, it's not about being rigid on the Sabbath. Maybe I don't get to cleaning my house the night before a Sabbath like I prefer. Maybe someone interrupts my quiet time in the morning on a Sabbath. It's not about having a perfect Sabbath. It's about connecting with God in some way, resting your body and mind, and spending time with loved ones without the distraction of a to-do list. Sabbath, rest, during the work week, it's a declaration that you trust God to take care of you. It's a reminder every time we rest that God is our supplier, not our own hands. We can rest because he is our provider, not us. I think that alone is an amazing benefit of resting, that it helps us keep the correct mindset of not relying on self, but rather on him to take care of all of our needs and more. He is El Shaddai after all, the God of more than enough, and Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. 
each time I work that rest muscle, it gets stronger. Just like when I lift weights, I'm building rest muscles and it's getting easier and more enjoyable to rest, just like it's getting easier to lift heavier weights the more I practice. The same will ring true for you if you set your heart and mind to become a regular rester. Let's pray to close this episode out. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the outline you gave me for this episode on Sabbath. I just pray that you lead the people who need this episode, lead them to it just in a timely season. May it be a word in due season. And I just thank you in advance that you're going to help people see the value of rest. You're going to help them to see rest through your perspective and you're going to help them to prioritize rest and actually start to enjoy it and i just pray that they see sabbath in a whole new light as a beautiful thing as this doable thing as a statement of trust in you and just continue the conversation with them keep speaking between the lines filling in the blanks where i didn't continue or expand enough just keep ministering to them after this episode ends and share with them download in their mind who they're supposed to share this episode with so the word gets out about sabbath being a really really awesome thing that will bless us when we engage in it in your name jesus amen hey did you know that i'm actually a virtual assistant as well as a life coach yeah, it's true. I'm a virtual assistant for faith-based business women. So are you currently a one-woman Christian entrepreneur show? Wow, that is a mouthful to say. <laughs> but if you are one, you know you are one. And is it a tad stressful being a one-woman show? Maybe a little more than a tad stressful? I love helping other Christian entrepreneurs run their businesses by doing the things that they don't really like so that they can focus on the things that they feel that God is calling them to do. And so then I can focus on doing the things that God is calling me to do on the behalf of other businesses. I love to support fellow Christians by managing the behind the scenes of their businesses so they can have more time and energy to do the parts of the business that they really love. And when I first started my coaching business, I quickly realized I had to wear all the hats. I had to be my own website designer, I had to be my own podcast editor, I had to be my own graphic designer, my own bookkeeper, and on and on and on. And that took a lot of self-learning and asking my husband and all these other people for help. But you do not have to be a one-woman show, you can delegate. Delegate is a beautiful word. So if you are interested in my virtual assistant, services for other Christians who are in business, who are women, you can visit my website nutritionwithnyla.org and you will see all of my services that I offer. And I would say my favorite is being a podcast manager and a podcast editor. I love stepping into that world and helping people with all the moving pieces of getting their podcast episodes and their really powerful and unique messages out to the world through the vessel of a podcast. So visit my website, which is linked in the show notes, nutritionwithnyla.org, or send my website to someone else who's in business who is looking to get a few things off their plate because it's feeling like an overflowing Thanksgiving plate full of food and the thought of adding one more thing on, it's just going to topple. But it doesn't have to topple. Delegate some of that turkey leg, some of that stuffing. <laughs> that's representing the different tasks of your business, delegate it to me so that entrepreneurship is enjoyable. Because God says in the Bible, it says he's given us all things to enjoy. And that includes entrepreneurship, your business, your ministry. It should be enjoyable. And sometimes a way to make it more enjoyable is by delegating to a virtual assistant like moi.